test. Face on your mic? Yeah. Nope. You gonna give a little space? Pause. I'm good. Space? What do you mean? You was like, I'm gonna give a little space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I That's a pause? Different. I'm about to pop that bottom, bro. Yeah, pop that shit. We good? Yeah, we good. We recording. Right, let me, let me uh, yeah. we record. Let me pop yeah, that. Yeah. Hold on a second. So, um, while you getting that bottle ready, Rose, how you feeling? Turn my mic up. This is what, episode siete? There you go. There you go. We here. Yeah. Bruh. What you think of that uh, Cardi B album? Are you, that's an open question. Look, I, I just started <laughs> listening to it today, right? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I can't knock it. Yo, shout out to Cardi B. She's taking this goofy-ass hip-hop shit and Turn it on, it on his head, yeah. She's turning it on his head. I can't knock it. We need actually more rap. women to do that anyway. Yeah. You know, I, and, I, and I like the journey. I like how she got in the game. I mean, like, she went... She kind of started on... No, she not kind of. She started on IG doing the funny videos. That's how I knew her. Then she did the Love and Hip Hop, got a little buzz, did the Bodak Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Shit blew up. Her inception of hip hop is similar to Trump. Like, you know, when Trump was first running for <laughs> office, everybody's like, nah, you can't be serious, man. Like, this, y'all bullshit. You, you serious? We serious. And you know, and then, I don't think, so. the only reason why I don't think so, because that's happened with a lot of people. Like who? Who? Hey, I mean, he fell off, but like Trinidad James. No, 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 no. Cheers. This is different. Yeah, yeah. I, no, but I'm saying though, people were like, "Yo, is it, are you serious?" No, the reason why I'm saying that is because Cardi B came from another channel, like she Love came, and Hip Hop, yeah, yeah. right? So like, people knew who she, she was. came from. Reality, yeah, well, reality TV, yeah. correct. So nah, people knew who she but was. you know what? Fuck it, she's doing the thing. Absolutely, right. she took the rules of whatever that game is, and she flipped it. I mean, hip hop is really more time, like yeah. wrestling anyway. Yeah. So Basically, it, it works. It's entertainment. Yeah. For some people, Ain't it's no, a reality. Well, yeah. But whatever. For some people, yeah, they really busting their guns. But it's back to the show with this episode, what, seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cardi B is about to be my new favorite rapper, by the way. All right. Who that? Oh, That's <laughs> dope. Yo, so welcome. Episode seven, man. We here. Yeah. What's good? What up? What's what up? up? Brooklyn, what's good? AD. Decatur, where it's greater. ATL, I love you, baby, but I'm in Brooklyn. Fuck it. Let's yeah, you keep sa- it going. Yo, you sound like Lloyd a little bit. Got that. <laughs> He's got from that R&B, Got that R&B flow. Decatur, where it's greater. You know. Tony Stallion here. Episode 7, Ad Bros. Welcome new listeners. Hello to old listeners. Welcome back, old listeners. <laughs> seven right. episodes are old, right? Yeah. Yo, so um, it's been a crazy week. Um, couple things in case you missed it. Um, Maya Angelou's birthday. What was it? April fourth. Yes. R.I.P. Maya Angelou. Sometimes it's unbelievable that some people have passed. But yeah, she yeah. died May twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. Yeah, another great, another great woman in history in our life passed. She's she's um, an OG. She's yeah. a queen. She's queen for sure. Yeah. She's an OG. You yeah. wouldn't have a Nelson Mandela without Winnie Mandela. You know, she it's was crazy real cause, OG because I, did, I didn't know the history until I saw that documentary. The documentary is great, right? Oh, Beside every great man I is a greater that. woman. You gotta say that. You gotta say that. That's man. true. Fuck that. Yeah. It's dope. Um, not. I've, damn. I feel bad saying this. Not as important, but happy birthday, Pharrell, the goat. Yeah, man. Fashion goat. He broke a lot of doors down. So, quick question. You got to pick one. Or the other, Pharrell, Kanye. Which way you going? Pharrell. 
Oh, word? I'm going Kanye. I love Pharrell. I love Pharrell. Pharrell is going to break this down. We're going to break this down. Are you talking about fashion or are you talking about production? He's talking about for culture. Everything. For the culture. Pharrell. Yeah. Because Pharrell influenced Kanye, I feel. He did. He did. He did. However... And, and the but, it, but you know it's crazy Tribe influenced both of them Yeah absolutely but, so, they, well, I told you that. They, but, We could go he, to De La Soul they, like, we could go, we I love De La Soul But you know, Tribe is tribe I, I said that last goats. couple of podcasts yeah, yeah. They're my nah. favorite of all time Period I mean look Pharrell has consistently been outputting With fashion, exactly. music, design, philanthropy right. All that But I guess me being a creative and how vocal sometimes Ye can be. I do like that. No, I respect that. That's why I, I, I totally respect it. And he's one of the dudes in hip hop who's actually pushing hip hop beyond hip hop. So yeah, for yeah. sure. I just gotta give Ye a little bit love more so than Pharrell. Yeah. I'm going with Pharrell because um, no one ever really dies like oh Nerd. Oh, like yeah. yo. That that first album yeah, changed my perspective on music. Like they yeah. really came from being with Teddy Riley, doing Rump Shaker, right, to producing all these like hot hip hop songs, Noriega, yeah. you name these artists. You know, and then they turn around and did a rock album that, that was, was super yeah. successful. And then if you're talking about like fashion, you're talking about yeah. Bathing Ape. Like people would know who Bathing Ape is. True. In America, prior to Pharrell's relationship with Nigo, because like that was my first introduction. Yeah, Nigo the goat. Yo, what, what what's the SWV track? Um, right here. Right they here. Using, uh, they use Michael Jackson's Jackson, Human, Human Nature, Nature, but Pharrell and uh, I think the Neptunes. And Daylight so used that before. Yeah. they did with yeah. Break. Oh uh, shit! I love yeah, Daylight Um, MLK's final speech and his assassination happened this week as well. Based on a documentary, I feel like based Bro, off he, what, he was he was he was nonviolent. Like he didn't want to do the black power. We he was nonviolent, we'll but he didn't it, want he didn't want to do the whole black power shit. That's not true. He was more nonviolent when it came down when it comes down to like the actual protest. Protesting. Yeah, right. But when it comes down to actually speaking out and speaking for black people first, and then he brought in his whole message to human rights. He was always actually. Um, he was on a progressive side of that. He yeah. was a radical. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know. He may not carry a gun at a protest, but he had a gun at the house. I mean, he lived in the south. He lived in the south, so he always he wasn't like no punk motherfucker. He was yeah. a revolutionary. He was a revolutionary. I found historical. it amazing that a guy who who preached nonviolence right. died in a very violent way. Right. Yeah, it's which crazy. is amazing. That now that the only thing we hear about Martin Luther King is the fact that he was nonviolent. We don't hear anything about him calling on America around economic opportunities, this notion of like human rights, definitely rights around how African Americans specifically is a group that was not an immigrant and we was brought here against our own our own free will. Right. And he, once they allowed us to become quote unquote citizens we was never given the tools to actually like move up right, right. while other groups even to this day are still re receiving government subsidies to actually right. be great and we haven't yeah. received none of that mlk talked about all that shit yeah. and all his messaging has been purely diluted about a goddamn speech of i have a dream Word. and it's funny that that particular speech right. the first 10 minutes of that speech was calling on america around like 
this this check that's you know been that's bouncing essentially around it's not being fair and it's it's writing checks that it can't cash, especially around civil yeah. rights. So that's my problem. Now you said something really interesting. What's that? Um, I can't remember if it was I can't remember who said it exactly. I think it was um it was in a documentary, but like you said something really interesting where other groups and other people, when they're getting government help, they call it a subsidy. Yeah. Versus when black people get it, they call it welfare. But it's all the same shit. It's all the same America shit. America loves welfare though. But no, but biggest, I'm saying though, the, it's, no, it's it's the way they they, it's, it's, they market the it or the way in the yeah, the optics yeah. is like welfare. You're right. poor. You can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can't do shit for yourself. But here's the funny thing about the term welfare. African Americans are only 13 percent of the population. Right. So technically, we still are not the highest recipient of welfare or government assistance. That's true. Numbers don't lie. No, nah, I don't. But it's all, it. like you said, it's the optics. It's like how it looks, yeah. how it looks in the news, how it looks out there in the world. It's just like they want, you know, people want it to look like we that need we ain't shit. Help. But, but, but <laughs> <laughs> when you have um, real estate agencies not giving loans to African American families, it's called yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, of course, you need help because you're not. Getting the same opportunities that everybody's getting. Dude, you wouldn't even have the suburbs post-World War II without the government giving that money to GIs and other people who are non-black to go out and create the suburbs. I mean, even the interstate highway yeah. is a project that was created by the government to help connect the suburbs right. and the rest of the United States, for that matter, with each other. And the same dude who created the interstate highway created the projects. So. Yeah. Without the projects, there's a lot of things like hip hop and a lot of stuff we wouldn't have. Yeah. So like, you helped you helped us make culture in a weird way. And then you know it's fucked up. But all creativity, I mean, it comes from an imagination. And it right? comes from pain. If you think about hip hop. I think a lot of creative creativity, a lot of comes, creativity from pain. comes from pain as well. But if you think about hip hop, like that was created to bring people together in the neighborhood. Well, if you're talking about who created the Interstate Highway, is you can give it to the white. Eisenhower, but but I mean, with a lot of bad situations comes good situations. Yeah. Cause like, I know we're kind of jumping around a bit, but when you look at um, MLK's assassination, that helped and moved the Black Panther movement forward a it lot did. more. I mean, and then and then not to jump around, but people could do their own research. But I forget the guy's name. But there was a gentleman in the Black Panther party who was killed. Oh, um, Fred, Hampton? Fred Hampton? Yeah, the young kid. Yeah, he and was then, 21. And then, and, then, yeah. and then that was the first time people really saw a teen, a, you know, a young... Nah, I think it was someone younger. Newton? There was someone... Who, I can't... I'm sorry. I can't remember his name, but it was like a 17-year-old or 18-year-old, and he was killed, and it was like the first time people saw young men. I got to look it up. Well, I mean, the, the Panther Party really started yeah. as a voting party yeah. in Alabama, and the Panthers or the, you know, Huey P... And Bobby Seale uh, took that same group and what they stood for out of Alabama and created the Black Panther Party out in, in Oakland, right? And technically, the assassination of Malcolm X on top of Martin Luther King really gave yeah. uh, a birth to that party. It was Bobby Hunt Hutton. Bobby Hutton, what? Yeah. It's crazy in a weird way when some people are assassinated, um, how they kind of push a movement forward. Right. Yeah, man. But um, yo, but, yo, just like real yeah. quick, like just 
bringing this back to Martin Luther King. Um, you know, while you guys are on iTunes and you're downloading the, um, the Cardi B album, yeah. make sure you check out <laughs> Speeches by Martin Luther King. Um, That's dope. The Ultimate Collection. It has like... Is it on Spotify too or just... Uh, um, actually, don't go to Spotify. Stay on no, Apple. Yeah, it's on Apple. It's Cut like a check. bunch of his speeches. You can check them out, you know, and you can really do the math on it and then figure out like what he's really about versus like what they teach you in school. Yeah. Cause like at the end of the day, Martin Luther King was a revolutionary thinker. He's a multifaceted yeah. man. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately he, he's been just remembered as a dreamer for right. the, I have a dream speech, yeah. which was given like four or five years before he actually was assassinated because yeah, yeah. like in his final years, um, he was you know, unpopular. I mean, the yeah. Memphis speech was was a good one too. Yo, yeah. he knew, he predicted his own death in yeah. that speech. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, and if you take about take it back, like 1967, he did the um, Beyond Vietnam: Time to Break the Silence oh, that's, speech, hmm, and that speech, kill. like he talked about how like they didn't America, want him to do that, right? Huh? No. They didn't want him to do that. Speech. Nobody no. wanted. They didn't he want did anybody. Because, I think he did because they, didn't, they didn't want him to. They Talk wanted him like to just war. focus on black people, black yeah. issues. And the he moment went, but he, he took our jump issues, I mean, a worldly issue, exactly, and started <laughs> talking about the war. That's a problem. And then yeah. you know, if you think about the Vietnam War, like it was based on some bullshit, right? So they didn't want to spread communism. I believe from um, North Vietnam to South Vietnam. Exactly. True. So like they wanted to interfere. And Martin Luther King's whole perspective on it was saying, like, you know, America wouldn't invest to support the rehabilitation of poor people, yeah. like white or black. And, you know, at the same time, um, but they want to stop this. They yeah. want to stop like this communist war from North Vietnam to South Vietnam. So is it almost like you could say King was killed for being an influence? Yeah, exactly. Yo, he just talked about in America, we couldn't even figure out the problem to get black kids and white kids to sit in the same school, but we send them thousands and thousands of miles away to find to fight a war that and at the war. same time watch them die. Right. That's crazy. So it's all and then you know, a lot, he and a lot of soldiers were coming back, yeah, doped up. Yeah, if you think about why he died, like he died like around that time. Like he gave these powerful speeches and they called the speech angry, but he was talking that real shit. So like, angry when we you know exactly. that real shit. God, but no soft great, talk brother. when it comes to telling the truth. So mm, that's like what that. it is. We got to get that in every episode. Absolutely. Oh. His he last few months, he was, he was really trying to just bring people together. Yeah. But yeah, like, ministers and, betrayed yeah. him. Like, But he also knew that it's only so much and so long you can ask any group of people to be, um, to be nonviolent when somebody is continuously yeah. killing you. Pac, he knew Pac it. said something like that. Yeah. It's like it's only so long you can tell somebody to not defend themselves, bro. Yeah. And sure. I think as you know, his later years, he got a little unpopular, right. especially with the youth, because the youth is always the one who changes everything. And yeah. the youth, just like what's going on right now with gun issues, it's the youth that's changing the conversation. It's the same thing back then. It was yeah. the youth yeah. that's changing that conversation. He was a youth at some point, and then he became OG, right? Yeah. But the youth at the point was like, nah, I mean, I think that's why that's important. We good like, as you we good as you become older. Shit. You need to you need to make sure you have younger people around you. Why kind of keep keep Always. the message moving? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how true it was, but like in the documentary, we're saying like he never wanted to take sides in the black power thing, and and because he didn't want to promote just black. Um, that's not 
I don't know uh, who made that documentary. Bro. I don't know. That's it, I, I might be friends. misquoting it. Go, go look at some of his old speeches. He talked about our issues. Yeah, yeah, he did. But when he started expanding our issues to more human rights, that's when you're a threat, bro. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm did the same thing. When he went from doing things with the nation to like want to call out like the injustice of what's going on here in America at that time yep. in front of the UN, that's a problem. He he went to Africa, he went to the Middle East, started trying to unite all those guys through this. And, you know, with that issue uh, around like real human rights, yo, he became a bigger threat. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm from Atlanta. I'm not going to call out who this person is, but I had a family member at the time when he was, you know, a young lad. Didn't even know what city Martin Luther King was born in. Mind you, he's from Atlanta. Wow. My cousin. So I actually visited a MLK house when yeah. I was out in Atlanta. So I, I'm, I'm that just was very, saying, uh, I don't know. That was very, um, his, I don't know. It was it's moving. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's very touching. Yeah. There's a certain vibe when you get out there. But I mean, you'd be surprised how many kids who's even from Atlanta don't even realize the Martin Luther King is from Atlanta. Yeah, that's straight true. up. So if they don't even realize like he's from their hometown. They might not even gonna go deep into who he really is. So I just remember the point I wanted to say before when you were talking about um Vietnam War. I just think it's interesting when the US gets into wars because I was I remember when I was in college, I was taking this historical class and um yeah. George Washington and a lot of the original presidents originally said they did not want as like they established America, they didn't want to get into like foreign issues and like foreign wars. Like they were kind of wanted to just focus on America yeah. and building America up. It's just, I, I, it, Isolation it just, point Yeah, I just thought it was just funny because like we've literally done the opposite Absolutely. in every war. I because, mean, sometimes you got to jump in because it's well, like, yeah. you never know if it's going to come to America, but like like we kind of yeah. had not, we were sending soldiers and people know, people over there for what? Like you said. To die. Basically. And watch it on TV comfortably in the house. Well, you know, it, it's just war is about money. It's all about money. So, all right, AD, just to talk about your point, it was in the it was in the documentary, but I was looking for an article about it. But basically, um, the point that they said in the documentary and what it says in the article is that um, MLK wasn't against black power, but he didn't like the mantra because he felt like it was separating people. Because like people would be like I right, white that. power, and then people would be like black power, if, and people would be like Polish power. So that's what he didn't divisive. like. Yeah, he didn't. He never wanted to claim it. It felt polarized. Because it felt like, yeah. Polarized, you're, and I get it. You're, divi- you're dividing people. And no, totally. I think at that point, he was trying to bring people together. That's what I told it was. I it, wasn't, he was a, it wasn't that he was against the black power mantra. He was against... The mantra the, the, of saying what, black power. He, he was, he was against, for humanity. Yeah, he was he against what it, what it but it's funny, represented. The, the person who came up with the mantra of black power was Stoker Carmichael, a.k.a. Kwame Toure, who was like, the you know... Who looked at Martin Luther King as his mentor. Right. And he helped start a SNCC and all that stuff, right? But, like, again, it goes back to the youth at the time. Stokely started out with Martin Luther King with the whole nonviolence yeah. thing. It's only so and like, long. Yeah. You, you can ask yeah. a person, especially a young person, that you should go this route, the nonviolent, at the same time, yeah. they're killing you in the street. Because when you're young, you got more energy. And you're, yeah. like, you're like, yo, wow. And you're more impatient. Like uh, yo, he went and sat down with Elijah Muhammad, and and, and yeah, like, yeah, he did. That, 
for me, that that's showing he, you what he about. He wanted to unite with the the total freedom movement. Yeah, right. and it was the start, workers' movement too, the, right? The wet movement. The work was it the workers' movement? Well, I that was the called. workers' movement yeah, around yeah. the sanitation guys down yeah. in Memphis. But he wanted to unite that movement with the total black freedom movement and with the poor people, the poor people's movement, and that was that went well beyond yeah. just black people. That yeah. was anybody. I heard I mean, that's picking up speed now, like the poor people's movement. I don't know who's uh, pushing it forward, but I heard that. Not that I heard. It's not, I'm not chatting. And, and, and but I like start talking the about, news. Like people are starting to like. But when you talk about poor, yeah. you talk about economics. You talk about money. Yeah. And the moment you talk about money in this country, That's or for any listening. country for that matter, you got a problem. You, exactly. You out of here. Um. Yeah. Yo, we got deep on that. Hey, you know, life. Um, is yo, but to your point, MLK's legacy. Um, do we think it's relevant to the, to today's generation? Yeah, I think it's still. I think it's relevant to today's generation. Um, like as you know, to some degree, like they're still talking about it in school. But like at the same time, young people have to use the rhetoric that they're being taught in school, and do like more history. I mean, more homework on it. Like because what they're gonna teach you in school, that's just the, about the dreamer. Yeah, it's the top right? level. But like we have all the technology needed. Like, we don't even fucking look through encyclopedias anymore. Everything is right out of our hands. We can go Google stuff. I just gave you... I'm the plug for giving you the um, Martin Luther King speeches on iTunes. Go, You could thank me later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, understand what he was about, and then we could use... They can use that as, like, a foundation yeah. for, like, the move, the movements moving forward. I, yeah, it's a, I think it's, it's a blueprint. It's a blueprint. It's a blueprint for movements to... For but other I, movements, I do agree with uh, with Rose on that man because he's relevant. But we got to dive deeper. We, if we're waiting for schools, we can't wait to, to tell you about your history. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're and, waiting all day. and for the most, I don't know if I want the school to tell me about everything about King. Could they tell you some bullshit anyway? The schools will tell you that Christopher Columbus discovered. A part of the earth that had been here for millions of years prior to him. I think getting they there. actually took that out. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, but they used to teach me that. They used to teach that. They used though. to say that. Chris so Columbus, I'm just saying, you really got to dive deep, man. And the only way yeah. you're gonna make anything relevant or contextual, you have to do this shit yeah. for yourself. If you get, you wait for somebody else to do this for you, they're gonna tell your story and they're gonna tell. They're gonna the story tell it to you how they want to tell. How it to they you. want to fit. You know what's interesting about that point? Yeah. I, you know what, dog. I actually prefer the public system not to even teach black history. Yeah, we need to teach that shit ourselves. I, I think we're. I, I, think, I agree I still because like for, I still like for it to be because they ain't teaching real black history anyway. You know why I agree? I super agree on that because like growing up, I, I grew up in my house the same yeah, way. Like when I grew up, I went to school with a whole bunch of different ethnicities and everything, and I used to be like, "Yo, why don't we learn about Jewish history? Why don't we learn about Latino history? Right. Why don't we learn about Asian?" <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, when you do global history, they do Genghis Khan, yeah, top level shit, um, all the the Roman Empire, and then America. Um, yo, but I think also too, do younger minorities care or don't care? About what? I think. Uh, I, do they I think, care about? What? I don't think they. I don't think like you said. They got to do their research. I don't think right. They I don't know. think, I don't think that, they that they don't care. Right. Exactly. No. So yeah. and they don't know how does that. You know, how is it relevant to me right now? I mean, I guess, like, I think a lot of younger people are focusing on newer newer issues. So it's like, 
I don't know. Do they care about what happened 50 years? They should. It should. Because yeah. history but repeats itself. if you don't itself. contextualize it, they won't. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, the, the strife for any generation is what? Advancement to economic uh, sustainability, right? Other words, finding a job. And the thing about that, you know, a lot of minority kids, black people, like, they're in the same situation that they was in 1964. Can't find a job. So... That's why it's relevant and that's why it's important. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's it the fight is slightly different because he's made it easier. His fight, yeah. him it's different you players. Know, you know, exactly same it's different rules. fights. We don't we don't live in a society anymore where it's like segregated. So, you know, we have more yeah. access to things. Uh-huh. Other thing that's really and you said something that um I don't know, it made made some connect with me is the fact that, you know, Martin Luther King Jr.'s his nonviolence approach. It's very important, and like that's why another reason why I feel like young people should take that approach is because, you know, police they are they only serve and protect in the interest of businesses, not people. True. You're not a business, so you know, we can we could bust a cap in your ass and get off. Right. It's true. So, but and if you don't know that, that yeah. and, and if you sitting in the camera phone telling people, "Oh, my rights, my rights, my rights to what?" because they serve and protect the interests right. of businesses. That's true. Martin I mean, the Luther idea, King understood that. The idea of securities and and finances is truly about defending the money. A bank was created with the idea that I could put my money here and I can withdraw it somewhere else right. and it's fully secure. And, it, and they only care about certain businesses because yeah. they will let you riot in your neighborhood and tell your and shit fuck up. your shit up. Right. But you ain't, you ain't expanding past this block. Nah. Do I that think, shit if you want. I think once a lot of younger people understand that concept. Business. Just the, the reality, okay, they'll kill me, but they're going to protect this bank. Right. Once you understand... I think once these kids realize, all right, I'm marching against guns. The only, not the only way, but one of the major ways you're gonna change that is if you start affecting business. Yeah. And the thing is, the NRA has, well, don't quote me on this, but the NRA has their wallet in a lot of businesses, and that's why a lot of people won't push for reform. Well, they have they have the wallets involved with the politicians. Yeah. Yeah. They fuel in a lot of money to the politicians. Exactly. And you know and politicians you, need money to but the politicians and all need that, that shit. vote. They and the biggest vote. voting block right now are millennials. Venom, the Huge. Biggest, and then protecting That's why this this upcoming than the, That's why this upcoming and protecting the, the amendment. Too. And that's why this yeah. upcoming midterm election is so so important. I mean, like, not to get into voting, but it's just you gotta realize the midterm elections, I think, are the most are the major ones because that's where you can sw- that's where you can make switches. Election. That's where um you know the tie could switch yeah different uh to a different party. But why hundred percent? Yeah, I mean, I'm not pushing a specific party, but I'm just saying if you want change, I think this is where where not you need to, true. Need Yo, to Tony, make it move. You know, it's so crazy. Like every time we be in the chat and we talk about all this, all these different um you know groups. I'm not even gonna yell them out, but they they're, they're protesting, they're doing all this stuff, and I always say, you know, how can you take that approach and like you protesting and you yelling in cameras and you telling the police, you going to the police saying like my rights, protect my rights, blah blah blah, right. but then you worry about Christmas and you worry <laughs> about getting your kids shit on Easter. So People focus you, on the you wrong gotta, shit. Yeah, exactly. 
you have to take you have to not add those dollars yeah. to those businesses. Fuck I, Christmas. We keeping that in. We keeping that in. Fuck them. <laughs> at the end Add of the day, bowls. but at the end of the day, I think I think you the point I was trying to say is these movements kind of come and go. It's like how do you how do you keep it keep the impact going? How do you keep the conversation moving? And some people focus on the wrong things. The same some people protesting celebrating Easter. Why, what are you, why are you celebrating a fucking bunny and the day no, Jesus because, rose from the dead? I, I'll break oh. it down for you. And, oh, and, no, and no, you're no, doing no. an egg hunt. See, you know and you're going to church. No, you know it's what like, the what the is? fuck you doing, You know bro? what the problem is? The problem that you have is you're thinking too logical. And it's Passover. You're shouts thinking to too the, logical. Sh- to because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, so there. it's spring break. So now it's an opportunity for your kids to get new clothes, New Jordan, yo, spend money. You spending money? Yeah, like Fourth of July. Fourth of July. That's why. What's that July, football I, I only, yo, I only like Fourth of July for the food. Bro. Nah, nah, I don't nah, nah, celebrate. Nah, in the South, you was getting fresh. Yeah, for the Fourth oh, of July. Where? Mind you, black people was not free when America was getting its independence. <laughs> I'm just saying. People but, get fresh for Fourth of oh, July. Oh hell yeah! What? Yo, I don't, I don't that know. Yo, there's always a new pair of Air Maxes that come out every holiday. Oh, man. <laughs> Nike capitalizes on holidays better than any other company. They aside do. from like Black Friday when you get a bunch of big screen TVs and really all that do. other fly jiggy shit. I mean, every holiday over here is about... Yo, taxes is about to be the new um, Black Friday. Yo, yeah. you taxi. Know so no, you know, it was crazy. I was doing my taxes the other day. It's Christmas part two. And then, and then, and then he was like, yeah, you know, it's like Black Friday. It's pretty Christmas. Because people get him. They <laughs> yeah. refund. Yo, I'm about to take this shit I was like, yo, that's crazy. How, how you do your taxes, you get a refund and you just blowing that shit. It's crazy. Yo, you know... On something that's not educational. You know what? I'm about to take it somewhere else. But like, you know, black people, they're talking about like reparations and all that shit. Yeah, that shit is fly. But you know what would be dope? If we didn't have to pay taxes. I like that, actually. Don't give me reparations. Let Fuck me it. Not that shit is taxes. over. Just don't let me pay taxes and, do, and for X Y Z exactly for X amount of and and like make that. sure like those dollars or just make sure like that if I am paying taxes that it's a collective or whatever neighborhood I live in and people that you know we all have a same common interest that we all agree on this one thing that needs to come to the neighborhood and those dollars goes to that exactly like shit just pops up in the neighborhood you never vote on what goes there that should just be there. And if you think about too, just to wrap up that MLK thing, my, I mean, most of our parents were kid. Like it's not like it's that long ago my mom where was you 22. can't where you can't imagine that happening. My mom was twenty two. My, I think my pops was uh, in his teens around that time. Oh, really? It's just crazy. It's like yeah. it's not that long ago that nah, we were man. fighting for this, and that we're still not we as black, but there's still issues in America. We're still fighting on other shit. People, people gotta, you know, streets gotta eat. Streets gotta eat, and I don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> I respect that. Um, Keep the reparation. I don't want it. Just don't let me pay taxes moving forward. And make Ten sure my years, right? I, Give me not longer than that. We, we, we <laughs> and make sure my kids ain't gotta pay taxes. <laughs> that's oh, how you even the playing field. That. That, yeah, that's how. You, that's that's good enough. For you me. can be a generational wealth that way. Yeah, potentially. They ain't gonna let that happen. We figured it out on on this pod. On this pod, yeah. So that brings me to our segment. Do we care? Should we care? I love this. Do I we care? Do we this. care? Yeah. All right. First one. Go. 
U.S. Census asks, U.S. Census asks citizenship status in upcoming census. This is something they haven't done, according to NPR when I was listening. This is something they haven't done since the 1950s. I say we care. And yeah, I'm we thinking why is because. Like, we, I know it's national, it's, nationalism. Right. The thing about that is um, I would think that that's coming from the Trump administration. Of course. Right? So, America I, first kind of thing. Yeah. But if, if you think about the idea of the census, right? It's when, to track us down. It's to track us. So if we're telling, you know, people that who are being tracked that these people are not submitting documentation and they're not being counted, certain neighborhoods and certain communities won't get funded. Yeah. Certain neighborhoods, and, when it's time for that street light to go out, certain neighborhoods and certain community, communities won't get that kind of... Uh, I credit per se to, or other communities be chosen before that community mm. because it's not if you look at the amount of people in that neighborhood which is not really being counted right. yeah. if you talk about the electoral college right like um, you know New York we have I don't know we like 29 points and California like 34 points electoral college right? but that's based off population yeah, right it's true. Yeah. so you're not including certain people for a reason and these are actual people who actually live yeah. in in these areas. And off, on that, too, I heard New York and California is actually suing um, That's because, of, because of that. Because of that. Right. So Electro- I, say, yeah. I say we should care. People should, we care. should care. People should care. Yeah. Electoral college is goofy. It is goofy. But if you think about it, the way that they understanding it is like... Uh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. One man, but it, one vote, in my opinion. They try to make it make sense, yeah. but it's yeah. all BS. And we need to get those points up. And I vote, too. And if you don't vote as an American, you trash. come on, you trash. I've never voted. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to have a conversation with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being uh, honest. We got to talk about this next. Cause, uh, Damn, Sean, you trash, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we got to... <we, laughs> I'm just being there, honest for the people, people. like because I, I, I know there's no, people out there who have ne- who've never voted it, but or don't vote. I appreciate it, but there's people three, you know, uh, three fifths human um, sacrifice, sacrifice, die for that. And even if you believe it or not, when you don't vote, you vote know, for yourself. Fuck yeah, you vote for yourself. That's but true. When you don't vote, and you don't even have to vote for the big elections, but do small s- the small shit yeah. because again, when I said when the people don't vote and that street light that goes off on your block. They're going to look at the people who didn't vote and say, these people don't care. We're going to go over there where the people that care. That is true. <laughs> and, oh, who yeah. pay, and who pay more taxes, which I said earlier that I'm trying to get us removed away from. Oh, you are going to personal yeah. campaign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah look, we're doing that. We Rose don't vote. Like, nah, I, I, can't I, serve on I, jury. I do, I do want to say, um, I do. No, I, and yeah. I need to do more research into voting. My, my issue, that's another podcast. We, we could talk about What's that. What's the next one, bro? Yeah, next one. Part... Again, to do it kind of actually to do with voting, partisan gerrymandering Supreme Court case in Maryland. So, just real quick, partisan gerrymandering is basically when um, districts draw legislative lines. Um, there are district lines drawn to maximize or push the amount of power that a Republican has or that a Democrat has. Democrat has. So basically, these lines are made up. Yeah, you just draw you can them. push you just them. Put them on a map to, and you draw them. 
Yeah, you can, and there's a Supreme Court case. You can case. move them around yeah. according to what you're trying. And to right now, there's a Supreme Court case against that. Should we care? I think we should care, but I think a lot of people just don't understand what even what gerrymandering even means, right? So it's kind of hard for us people to care about something they truly just don't understand, right? Right, and I can get it, like especially if you're in a place where, like, yeah. like in New York, where it's mostly Democratic. So for right. us, it might not. We might but not care. That, most of that stuff don't matter until you have like close elections. That's true. The whole notion of gerrymandering is like if an election is very close, you're trying to tip it a certain direction according to an interest. And I can understand like certain people who don't give a fuck about voting because it goes deeper than. It, it, voting becomes very complex because of stuff like gerrymandering, right. you know, and it's one of those things that if you don't understand what it is, it's 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 very confusing. Exactly, you know. So and I they come up with terms care. and stuff so that people can be like yeah. misdirected. I think yeah. sometimes I think we should care, but we gotta understand that it's kind of hard to ask somebody to truly care if they don't understand what it is. Right. Sinclair Broadcast Group. Should we care about them? Well, you can care or not care about them, but... Do we need to explain what they are? But, I mean, they're a conservative media company. And at the end of the day, they're no different than, you know, when BET was independent or not independent or with TV One or with Fox. They have a special interest, and most of the people they're talking to are conservatives. I know Trump at one point in time was trying to create a network with these guys or whatever, and yeah, they they right. I mean, look, and they also and Google Sinclair Broadcast Group. Yeah, and you will see what they recently did. You see, but, exactly but it's did. it's a bunch of local news stations, That's which where I think all the money is. which is super important. Yeah, because a lot of people look at national and global, but it's about the local stuff. But a lot of local shit and really they affects feed you a there. lot of streetlights. Yeah, there you go. Streetlights. The green is one of the other ad brothers talk about, right? But if you think about like. That company in particular, they know that, you know, how you reach people is through local efforts. Yeah. Gra- all grassroots. Grassroots. grassroots I mean? yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to put out bullshit or real yeah. shit depending yeah. on what actually gets them more ratings. Right. At the end of the day, they're no different than NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, HBO. Because those guys want viewers. If right. they mean and Fox, whatever. If they need to peep, they need people to like believe in some fake bullshit. They are gonna put it out. It I, don't matter. And they have a specific, they have a particular interest around, you know, from a political standpoint or whatever. Yeah. I will throw one thing in here that's very interesting about this and is very important: is the fact that yeah. they have data. They do. Mm. They got they, a lot of data. They have a lot of data in. You know, we talk about data all the time on the pod, um, but they're connecting with a certain group of people that I feel like this administration actually connected with. 100%. So, and that's why that administration is in office, because those people felt like this administration cared somewhat about their initiatives. Right. And look who they're talking to. They're talking to, quote unquote, middle American White women of a certain age or, you know, demographic, right? And those are the people who actually put Trump in office. Exactly. So, um, yeah. That's why I thought it was so... In- that's why I thought um, Anchorman 2 was such a good Very movie. Very much so. Because if you, go, if you see Anchorman 2, it was like 
the establishing of 24 hour news and yeah. how they started making up news. That's why I thought it was so great. I mean, great. the yeah. comedy was whatever, but the message but news behind the movie is like was good. everything else, bro. It's all made up. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but the idea of fake news, it's just the Panthers has been talking about this. It's all fake. This is, this is nothing new. It's just amazing we, that we, we all have in a the president matrix. who's taking something that we as black people have often said that don't believe in the shit you see on TV. He's taking it and run with it. Yet, he understands the power of TV and he used TV to reach his audience, to, to Rose's exactly. point of view. That dad is real. Yo, that's true. All right. Yo, man, that's a great way to end it. Episode seven. Salute. Tune in for the next one. No soft talk when it comes to telling the truth. Like that. Peace. Hey. Like that. Peace.